How's it going, everybody? On this episode, Keith and I are going to be talking with our new buddies, Mitch and Tate. These two guys are brothers that we're staying with here in Minnesota. And one of the things that we like about THP is traveling around and meeting new people. And hunting in this area is new to both Keith and I. If you listened to the last episode, you heard Keith and I talk a little bit about hunting in this area and what some of our expectations were. But in this episode, we're going to try to focus a little bit more on Mitch and Tate's experience growing up hunting in this area. We're going to ask them a bunch of questions about how they got into hunting. We're going to have them tell stories about their grandpa who bow hunted in this area for a really long time before anybody else was doing it. We're going to talk about wolves, bear hunting, and probably a lot of whitetail hunting tactics as well. If you guys have any interest in getting some THP gear, you can use the code THPPODCAST on our website to get 10% off of all THP merch. Also, we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild is a free social community, and Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting your friends. Also on Go Wild, there's a shop where they have tons of awesome hunting products. If you're on their store and you want to save 10% off on orders, you can use the code THP. To create a free account, all you got to do is visit downloadgowild.com. And by creating an account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. If you want to learn more about Go Wild, click the link in the description of this podcast. All right, guys, let's talk with Mitch and Tate. So... We're sitting with Mitch and Tate. We're all sitting together <laughs> on the same couch. <laughs> on the same couch. Big couch, though. So we've been hunting here for a long time now. Eight and, days uh, or so? Yeah, I think it's eight I think it's eight days that we've hunted. We took How long have you been off. here for? I don't know. A long time. I Whitney texted me today and said, it's okay, I didn't, you know, you didn't think you were going to be gone for three weeks. And I was like, I've been gone for three weeks. <laughs> Whoops. You'll have your residency <laughs> soon. Yeah. It's been been a lot of fun. I just think that, you know, the last handful of days could be a little bit cooler. But that's all right. It's coming. It's coming. The last two you're days, the grand days. finale. You're going to have two days. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be, be wild. really wild. Down I mean, the wire. Those are, those are definitely some all-day, like – serious all day in the field your wires on yeah. your it's on your oh that makes way more sense <laughs> i'm like this thing is way louder than i've ever remembered there um but you guys had some success why don't you quickly tell that story about last night the you big wanna, hunt. You want to start? I suppose it start off with how crabby you were because you haven't shot in the deer and hunted so much. Oh, we don't have to talk about that. No, <laughs> no, I do. I want to hear about it. All I right. want to hear about because right. it's funny. It's funny because uh, we were we were kind of trying to keep our attitude up, and we were like, "Yeah, man, Mitch was all bummed out and grumpy when he shot his buck. Well, not us. We're gonna be pumped up, and then we didn't see anything today. And it's like, whoops. All right." That's the funny part with him, though, is that he does not get mad about anything. <laughs> but if he hunts for days on end and doesn't shoot a deer or anything of that matter, especially this year, just piss. Get a little cranky. <laughs> so <all right>. mad. <laughs> like, we're going to go sit here tonight, bitch. No, I don't want to go sit there. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just cussing me yeah. out. I'm like, I don't care what you say. We're going. Whatever. <laughs> well, all right. We'll start with the hunt. What about? We'll start last week when we jumped that buck in uh-huh. that area, taking Devin out. 
Devin's your cousin. Yeah, who, getting who, him on his. We're trying to get him on his first bow deer yep. ever. And to him and Tate going this little two acre chunk of woods behind my grandpa's house, and what jumped at? Yeah, we probably jumped him at like fifty yards out of his bed, and he just took off straight away from us. And like you guys always say, everyone thinks that you jump a deer and you hunts over, right? Yeah. Well, Luckily, you guys were here, and you're just preaching to us that <laughs> you, jump, you jump a big buck, you go after it. We knew he didn't see us; he just didn't know what was going on. So he took off. Pull us a little uh, bit closer to your mouth. Oh, sorry. There you go. There I just you don't go. want to breathe heavily. Into it's the all mic. good. If you keep it like right tilted, kind of up, then it's. He's a big mouth breather. Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, so we jumped this deer. And we we could hear him stop, and he got into some cattails and stuff. So I called Mitchell. He was just got done hunting. I think he just got done mm-hmm. hunting or working one of the two. I said, "Bring your decoy, because we got a buck bedded in here." <laughs> so he came across on the road where that deer would have had to have gone, and we couldn't find tracks. So we got in there, and we got what twenty yards from him. Mm-hmm. Basically, you looked for tracks to confirm to that confirm he, he was still in that yeah. piece. So he had only ran. I don't know, 50 to 100 yards before he laid back down. <laughs> so I was just like, what you guys preach to us. I mean, it is, as long as, if they didn't smell you, if they didn't see you, there's a good chance they didn't go very far. Mm-hmm. And we got right on top of him. We had him at 35 yards broadside. He just didn't yeah. give us a shot. Grunted right into him. Yeah. yeah. About five I mean, yards. You just yeah. were walking right into just, him. I, yeah, I mean, we. Yeah. We just picked a spot on the map where we thought he'd most likely be bedded in this little bend in the old creek bottom and we got to that point yeah and we got to that point he wasn't there and then all of a sudden of course we're right in line where we should have been walking he popped up got drawn back stopped behind some cover saw him run to the next woods across the field hunted him that night that was spooked him again (laughs) yeah that part was a disaster that didn't go well but then fast forward the last night we figured if that buck's still in there, we're going to try to – we knew where he bedded originally, and we knew where we bumped him off his second bed. So we snuck back in. And how long has that been? It had been then, what, been a good ex- week? Exactly. Pretty a much a week to the day, yeah. I think. Because our plan was either we were going to get a shot at him again or there's a good chance we get him on his feet and we'll bump him towards the direction where we plan on hunting anyway. Yeah. So it's up in our odds, which maybe actually worked in the end. Yeah, I don't – I don't know what exactly worked, but I'm pretty sure he's dead now. Yeah. So. <laughs> you think it was the same one? I don't know. It depends on. We'll have to look we at the We have to video. look at the footage because I have a short clip on there of that other buck that came in early yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I got good enough to confirm whether or not it's yeah. the same deer that we ended up yeah. shooting that same night. Yeah. So we got <coughs> got the decoy we'll, set we'll up. We'll scale in that 1080 footage. <laughs> yeah, that 1080s slaps <laughs> <laughs> hey. it just makes you feel like you're in 2001 again yeah, better dude, than that's keith like running the, around trying to film <laughs> yeah, that. that's, dude, that's like that's like watching that's them real tree videos back on cassette yeah. dude i yeah. used to watch them at grandpa's all the time man that was like what was that like maybe 360 yeah, yeah. what is it 380 yeah. 360 yeah. Yeah. cameras are like this big yeah, yeah. They got, like, three people carrying the cameras around for them. Yeah, is this next THP video coming out on VHS? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have your, your guys' footage <laughs> separate. Like, yeah, when you watch the YouTube video, you automatically get sent a VHS with your guys' footage on it. <laughs> oh, so, gosh. 
Yeah, we're already sidetracked. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So yesterday, the bu- uh, what happened with the buck is I think that's pretty cool, like your setup and everything, the wind and mm-hmm. all that. So got up there, what, 430-ish? Yeah, four four thirty, I suppose. And Grunted, really, yeah. We well, started yeah. grunting our way up to the stand again. Got up, rattled once, and I just—you could hear. We something. had a decoy out. We had the decoy out. So we put this decoy out, and we're like sitting up on the edge of like an old river bottom, right? And this river bottom like bellies in, and then there's like a grass thicket, and then to our east is some other private land, and all these deer kind of funnel through this pinch point and they'll come out it's 15 acres right we own 15 acres it's like it's like what 10 two, or 11 of woods though actually yeah, probably is but it's probably like two miles long and probably doesn't get any wider than maybe 100 to 200 yards in them two miles mm-hmm. so these deer just move up and down it all the time and great spot to be in the rut yeah, pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a natural, and you get so many pinch points along them long old river bombs. Yep. Like, if you can find a spot where you know these deer are, even when they're early in the season feeding, a yeah. lot of times that's where they're staging come rut and everything. Mm-hmm. So, we ended up on our left, or it'd be, we're facing east on our north side. It's just a cut bean field, and that's where our wind's blowing. We expect all the deer to come from, like, the south east. Mm hmm. And this, Typically. And the wind's coming from the south. So we put this decoy downwind of us, thinking that these deer are going to come upwind to the decoy. We'll shoot them before they get downwind. This deer literally couldn't have done more of the opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we literally didn't see him till he was out in the field in the worked-up bean stubble, like almost directly downwind of us already. And I think he was just worked up enough with that decoy that he just didn't really care at that yeah. point. Well, well you and guys, tell, tell him. I think well, it's yeah. an interesting topic. Yeah. I do. I, really I mean, do. Ozonics works. <laughs> <laughs> it can work. Well, it can here, work. Here, here's the thing with that. And that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> Drop the mic. Convincing <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think if you have a steady wind and it's not a terribly strong wind mm-hmm. and you can really dial in, like, the consistency of it, I think them things help. Yeah. I know that the deer can still smell you, but I think it confuses the hell out yeah, of them. Yeah, I agree with that. We, I, Like I said, I had uh, plenty of experiences with them when I was working at Midwest Whitetail. Bill always used one, and then like we had some in the office that we'd toy around with. Warb and I would take them out at times. And, I mean, we weren't practicing a whole lot of scent control at that point and you know on the calm days it does definitely seem yeah. like you know there's some there's some uh the problem where we hunt is is you get these long narrow bands of wood lines mm-hmm. and you never get if it says it's going to be a north wind a lot of times it's like northwest because mm-hmm. it's coming off the trees so goofy mm-hmm. Or whatever opposite it's of flat that. But too. Yeah. Yeah. So just you get, and you get certain pockets in there. You get all them little thumbs inside the woods and all them little horseshoes and stuff. And that wind sits and kind of swirls. So I mean, you got to kind of try to do. You can play the wind all you want in some of them situations, but it's never perfect. Yeah. yeah. So if you can try to get in there when them bucks are vulnerable and just pretty much do whatever you can to pretty at least set up your ozonics and just know that it's gonna work <laughs> yeah it <laughs> works you every time work. every time <laughs> nothing can smell it works 40 percent of the time, <laughs> of the time. <laughs> i think that i think that when like using those ex- ozonics for us it seemed like my final thought on it was like 
It's something extra I don't want to carry, so I'm not going to do it. I got, I mean, if somebody else wants to do it, by all means, do it. But it's just, I guess what it came down to is it's going to save you a few times in like a long span of time. It's going to save you and give you a couple extra opportunities that you might not otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the <laughs> so consensus where it's like, I always pictured this one, right? Buck's chasing a doe. Doe hits straight downwind before the buck does. She stands there for a couple extra seconds, and then he gets in range. Boom, you get the shot. Where if, you know, you smell like Keith and I currently, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna, Not that good. doe's going to hit downwind and be like, ha! And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the buck's going to yeah. follow her, and you're going to be like, damn. Yeah. That sucks. But I have noticed, like, early season, if you, when I used it, I had, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, obviously, bed to food mm -hmm. in that transition. And a lot of times early season, you're getting a bunch of does coming out right away. Mm -hmm. So if you got any of them does that go where you don't want them to, I mean, it only takes one of them to blow at mm -hmm. you and screw the rest of the night up. So if you can, whatever, just better your odds at all. But f that's the thing, like, with you guys. Though, you guys are moving around so much. I mean, there's only a couple spots we'd even use them because it's just our main spots right. we go to on our private, you know. But right. like for you guys, you're not just going to one area and just pounding it, pounding right. it, pounding it. I mean, right. you're going there two, three times at the most if it's something yeah. you're really interested in. And if not, I mean, I don't think, the w especially the way you guys are doing it, I just don't feel like it would yeah, be. Yeah, it's situa I mean, it's just totally situational. I think yeah. it's a cool little side tangent. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I, I don't think that – like we're certainly not trying to get we got no association yeah. with those <laughs> whatsoever yeah. it's just and, like and that buck we actually have no idea if he ever got downwind of us yeah we don't know which way it was really going right yeah, yeah. it was it, last like night you said, it was our so thermos calm. could have been yeah. going straight up yeah to yeah. be and he did something really weird instead of going downwind of the buck he just cut came, it yeah between cut it right us between and the buck. It. you know something interesting okay so <coughs> when that buck comes in this is this is off topic certainly but I think that sometimes they like to just go through stuff because, okay, he was in that, that uh, believe it or not, tilled under field. <laughs> the very crazy thing about this area is like every single field is tilled under. So <laughs> Great farming practice. Yeah. <laughs> so this buck comes in and he circles out of the field where he's not making any noise and he just plows through like a little bit of edge. Yeah. I think he That's I think I they think do of. that on purpose to just make noise. But I've decoyed bucks in the field like that and they've always always circled downwind of the decoy. Which would have been the to your guys in the open right field the decoy. Yeah. I've I've seen them though do some like cut on the mm -hmm. inside of it and in just to like make noise it seems mm -hmm. like cuz if they yeah. stomp through the brush it's yeah it makes sense it's that's loud that's what i figured and did yeah i mean he also scraped the ground which is pretty like yeah. pretty damn cool mm -hmm. but he like, wasn't making any noise doing it no exactly because <laughs> exactly. there's that tilled under dirt field yeah <laughs> 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 all right so i get i want to hear about how you guys got into hunting and just what that looks like for you guys because i mean different part of the country completely than what Keith and I grew up in. And, you know, it's just always mm -hmm. interesting to hear like different influences and stuff like that. Well, you should probably go first. You started first, start hunting first, just older than you, more wise. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So absolutely. I mean, yeah, sure. well, I don't know. <laughs> You're really we probably smart. started 
going hunting together at the yeah the i almost time. stopped hunting because of you as well yeah. <laughs> i got you back in though yeah wrangled you back mm-hmm. in. so we we started off going uh, back in what we were seven eight nine years old we'd go with pretty dad. much waterfowl yeah it started off as waterfowl and then my dad obviously started hunting where you guys were last night and we started gun hunting out there and it was shotgun back then um so you get in like to the open flat land out there and shotgun was perfect for out there because the deer population just thrived mm-hmm. and so you'd go out there and i mean there's deer everywhere i was always too young to do it and then kind of towards the time i started getting into it you too into shotgun hunting everything switched over to rifle and out there, when you can go from maybe shooting 200 <laughs> yards to being able to shoot 800, yeah. the deer population, I felt, got probably hurt pretty bad. That and some other things, you know, CRP started coming out because mm-hmm. these programs were coming up and stuff. And it got to the point where it was like, wow, rifle hunting around here sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, because it was just, it got to the point where there's just so many people in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And you get it was just chaos or like well and it's it's crazy to see it's definitely a culture around here because like we were in town that's one of the towns around here and we went into the like local cafe and i heard there's some people outside having a a little sig and i was just like walking back in and they're like all the way from Colorado for water for a duck or something. And I was just <laughs> like, no, we're deer hunting. And uh, they're like, deer season's not open. Yeah. And it's so hilarious because this idea that, like, it's called deer season. <laughs> but, it's but it's gun only season. Gun season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, we, that's just not. You know, that's not what people yeah. say where I'm from. Maybe at one point they did, but I we don't like say that it's deer season. Yeah. But I noticed both in North Dakota and Minnesota, it's, like, really common it's a, it's for them to just call it. Someone said that to me today. <laughs> he asked me if I was going deer hunting. I said, I shot one yesterday. He's like, You what? did what? You <laughs> shot a poacher. Yeah. And then, so, you know, when I was having that conversation, like, no, it's bull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can bull hunt. Going bull hunting. But, uh. Yeah, so anyway, the, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of gun hunting culture. Like we saw a guy had his orange hung out on the clothesline today, his full body suit. Dude, orange. I just saw a whole family in town with us trick-or-treating dressed up as hunters in orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, we, uh, at about that time probably, our grandpa Mike's like, you boys got to start bow hunting. And I was probably 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And you were, whatever, 11 or 12. And he was not terribly interested at the time, I would say. No. And uh, so I got into it, and I shot my first deer, you know, one of them deals where my grandpa's like, I put this stand up here, the deer are going to come from here. Just (laughs) shoot, you know. Full on uh, God. I I remember these deer coming out, and I had shot quite a few... I had shot enough deer with my shotgun at that time to be, like, I would say I had shot enough to where, like, the whole getting super excited over, like, shooting a doe or something wasn't quite what it was the first time I did it, you know? Uh-huh. And I remember I had a doe come in, 
and I was shaking so bad. She's at like 18 yards, <laughs> and I completely missed. <laughs> like perfect setup. This is when I was out with Chris. Oh yeah, <laughs> perfect setup. And I just remember missing that thing, and she stopped again. And I had my 20-yard pin. I just put it above her back, and I pinwheeled her the second <laughs> shot. And it just like that feeling that I had, the adrenaline, and being that close. Like when you're gun hunting, there's very few times you're that close to an animal mm-hmm. or even let an animal get that close to you because mm-hmm. you don't need to unless it's running or whatever because they're always getting pushed around. Right. So just having that experience, that kind of got me like – holy crap this is like yeah this is it you know this is the type of hunting i want to do and then shortly after that i think i was uh 15 14 or 15 when i shot that 10 pointer with the finger oh yeah yeah that was uh so that was another was deal jealous about that yeah that was another <laughs> deal where my grandpa's just like you know you haven't shot a buck yet the deer here do what i like, say yeah, yeah. basically that, that like, big one on the wall that one that you yeah the, the that you sneeze. wanted to shoot in the face <clears throat> yeah if you saw it yeah so that deer that was the first buck I've ever shot with my bow <laughs> what at six, okay I'm at I'm not joking I'm sitting in a stand and my feet are longer than the stand my grandpa built it my feet are longer than the stand my toes are sticking off the stand no harness and I think I'm 25 feet up <laughs> in a little popple tree. <laughs> That's I, a grandpa stand yeah. for you. And this deer comes in at six yards, and I drilled him, and that was like – Oh my God! Yeah, this, this is, is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my <laughs> life. And I remember texting my uncle because he was kind of there too. Like, hey, like, there's a big buck in here. Don't shoot anything until this thing comes out. The wind's perfect. He's here every night, type of deal. And I just remember texting my uncle. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> to me ever in my life. And from there, I've just been a hundred percent addicted to shooting animals with my bow (laughs) i just and we can't even like i don't know we kind of just go hide in our shells when rifle season comes around now just because i just feel and i have nothing against rifle hunting or anything like that it just when you see that type of pressure on the deer it just it's hard yeah to I don't know. I'm just, just different not a, animal. Yeah, it's just yeah. a different animal. It's I a just, different hunt completely. Yeah. It really is. Not, I just yeah, th- I enjoy I it's enjoy for getting It's for me. It's just not yet. Yeah, I need another month. <laughs> 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 once once they piss me off enough for yeah. another month, right. then it's then it's time to change the tactics mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. right around December 1, I can call call it gun season now. So, you talked about your grandpa and I know you guys are heavily influenced by him and i want to hear more about like how he got into bow hunting and i know you guys talked about how he was doing it Mm -hmm. before anybody else was in this area and that's that's fascinating like that's just you know i'm super curious about that any stories that you may have you know of his experiences and i've seen pictures of the bucks he's killed it's like (laughs) oh man he just endless stories yeah and that was the one thing that was great because when i grew up gun hunting like you you'd meet some people that just weren't good hunters as far as just not ethical yeah and just didn't know they were having fun in all the wrong ways yeah like they just doing stuff not ethically and stuff like that and then you kind of just get a breath of fresh air from 
well, I did from grandpa because he's just like, he teaches you all the little things like mm-hmm. wind mat, like obviously in, you know, wind matters, like just little stuff like, Hey, if you're going to cross this trail, step over it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and then like the big picture too. And he always told us this is like, you'd get down hunting and you'd be mad cause you didn't see deer. And he's like, I don't, get don't crabby, worry about but- it, man. <laughs> but but that's what he just said don't worry but we're out here yeah. at our cabin because he he has a cabin or had a cabin before he passed away and that's where we'd go like that's yeah. we were there every single weekend during mm-hmm. i know i was there almost every day after school and every weekend and we were just hanging out and he just taught you what hunting was about mm-hmm. and hunting's not about shooting the biggest buck and i think so many people get caught up in that like even friends and stuff, it's like, you shoot a deer and they're like, what did it score? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was just the experience yeah. itself. Like, that deer we shot yesterday, probably the coolest hunt. Between that and them two elk hunts we had where I, well, the three elk hunts. Right. Two I'd probably like to forget. But that the experience <laughs> of it was just phenomenal. And, like, yesterday, and that's like... I feel like my grandpa brought us together more too. Like, and that's the weird part. Like our families just, I don't know, gotten closer because of it too. Not necessarily because our, everyone in our family hunts, but just because he kind of teaches you the right way to live life too. Mm -hmm. You know, hunting goes way beyond just hunting too. It's how you, it's kind of a good way to live life if you get taught how to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he was really good at that. So I think that's pretty sweet meeting you. That was really cool. Like when you'd sit down and talk to our grandpa, Mike, you'd point at a set of antlers on the wall and he'd get into detail about, he'd basically put you in the tree next to him. He's telling stories like you. Yeah. (laughs) That was cool meeting you because you're a lot like this too. He'd be sitting in his chair, smoking a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) and You'd, he'd talk about this buck coming on this trail and all of a sudden he's just like you're not sitting on the couch anymore and he's not either he's just watching this deer come by and he's <laughs> in his in his he, visualizing he's not, he only so shot fingers too yeah that's crazy. only shot yeah. fingers and for a long time he shot a recurve yeah that's sweet and then he'd you know he'd be talking about he'd be pulling his bow back and then he'd just <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd snap out of it yeah. <laughs> it, it was I that's what i love it's all like he taught us that you it's about the moments not the size end results so yeah. much like you chase that like yesterday that wasn't the biggest buck out you know that you've yeah. seen pictures of the bucks <laughs> around here i think i'm gonna pass up like that feeling in that moment to yeah. wait for the next big one hell no <laughs> right. yeah. i'm shooting that thing five yards yeah <laughs> and that yeah i don't know he just he just Everything he taught us was just so – he's just so down to earth, and mm-hmm. he just – I don't know. It's hard to even explain, mm-hmm. but he just got it. I don't know. I mean, you get, you meet a few guys like you guys. I mean, and that's what's been so fun with you guys is I don't – there's not a lot of people that just get it, and you guys are like a perfect example of how hunting should be done. Not necessarily just because you're always hunting public land, this and that. It's just the way you guys – your outlook on it yeah. and why it's fun to you. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I just feel like it's gotten so mainstream to like, it's only cool if it's big, right? you know, and it's only cool if this and that, and it's like, you know what? That's couldn't be more right. of a lie. Yeah. I, feel. I mean, really, I mean, if you really want to experience hunting for what it is, 
that is not how it should be experienced. I, I agree. I feel. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, if your expectation is to be like what you see in the mainstream media of hunting, it's not realistic for most no. people. I mean, we've been sitting here talking a lot about, well, look how much different our situation is being able to, you know, go in the morning, evening, we got the middle of the day that, you know, we're rethinking plans, whatever. And like Mitch, this whole, you know, past week has been rolling in here frantically at 5 p.m. You know, is like throwing his leafy suit on and is running out for an hour and a half after work. And that's, and that's what at best, right? It's yeah. like, it's not like there's a morning hunt snuck in there and then, and you know, you're able to go morning and evening or whatever. It's like when that's the situation, it looks so much different than, you know, somebody that's on mainstream, even, even THP, right? It's like we, we get the hunt a lot consistently. You know, we don't hunt every single day of the season, but we usually get a pretty good chunk of time to chip away at something. And it's like we try to make that similar to like a hunting trip or hunting vacation, I guess, you know, like roughly a week. 10 days, something like that. But, you know, even that, you, you just can't compare every situation. So when you try to make it about big bucks or whatever, not everybody's going to be able to accomplish that. And that's okay because that's not what it is about. It's just about having fun and, like, enjoying your time out there, learning something new. Like, for for Keith and I, the one thing that we keep talking about is, like, this is, like, something that we've always dreamed of hunting. We just have never hunted landscape like this. and that in itself success oh, <laughs> yeah. i mean you guys have had success yeah I mean, we, we've, I know, mean, but we've seen moose wolves white tails <laughs> bear yeah. we finally saw some bear you did see a bear bear uh didn't see a bear but we saw saw a scat <laughs> bear droppings. that's not the same thing as a bear no, no. <laughs> but it was definitely From definitely a bear. bear yeah mm -hmm. i mean the only other oh, thing yeah. it would be would be a wolf but i they had yeah. to have been a bear Bear's berries and, in it. Yeah. like corn looking stuff i mean these farm country bears, but tastes good too. Yeah. So I want to ask more about your grandpa. Okay. What year do you know when he started bow hunting? Like, how did he like get into it? Fred Bear. Really? Yeah, I think so. Pretty yeah, much. He was because uh, he. I don't know if he he must have quit rifle hunting in like the eighties and seventies, eighties or something. Yeah. He was just obsessed obsessed and all he cared about i mean just shoot well besides himself shooting big white tails just getting all of all his kids grandkids obsessed with it too yeah that's all <laughs> he did yeah it was but like he was doing that back in the day not a lot of people were out that's, trying to shoot deer yeah. with a just a bow yeah just because they like wanted to go hunt one mm -hmm. and let's let's bring back technology 50 yeah. years yeah. Too, or 40 years too i mean these guys aren't shooting 320 feet per no. second i mean you're shooting half well, you're shooting one of those looking. too yeah. right Reaper. i mean it's yeah. just you saw the pictures of the bucks you just killing all yeah. those years too i know like, that's <laughs> a, that's a, i mean honestly that's incredibly fascinating to me mm -hmm. because i think my dad started in probably i guess late 80s probably it was his fir very first bow hunts but you know guys like your grandpa are like that generation before you know i mean his his dad and my mom's dad they don't never bow hunted you know like even even 
you know, I guess, I don't know if it was more popular in Ohio. It feels like it would have been, but I don't know. It's just one of those things like that. Not that long ago, people mm-hmm. weren't boat hunting at yeah, all. There wasn't yeah. that many deer back then. No, too. not around here that's anyway. True. Mm-hmm. Well, you just look at like our friends. I mean, there's a couple of them that hunted, bow hunted before we did. But I mean, you think of all the guys that we know now that are bow hunting like regularly. Like, I feel we've had a fairly good part to do with that just because mm-hmm. they see how much, how enjoyable it is. And you yeah. can, you know, you got a longer window to go after them and I, I don't know i just the the rifle season around here just gets so hectic i think it's kind of a brush of breath of fresh yeah. air for guys what uh what's some of your guys's favorite stories that your grandpa had about <laughs> bow hunting, hunting that the, hunting in general that my favorite was it that big like 190 inch he shot in the back of the head <laughs> or was it that one he shoot in the back of the head he shot one that he, he shot one of them on the run yeah with his recurve with when his they were recurve. tracking it and he shot it big flipping huge <laughs> shot yeah <laughs> boom back of the head and then one time and that's on the track i think they were tracking it and he just the other no 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 <laughs> no the 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 big big one he shot and he shot it i don't know if he shot i think he shot it later in the year he said it had so much fat on its back that you could see the fat fold back and forth under yeah, itself on its back and we shot it it didn't bleed at all <laughs> So he shot that thing, didn't he pinwheeled it, didn't bleed, so he just went back the next day and waited to find birds on it. Uh-huh. And then he made grandma pull it out with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it she, was like a two hundred and sixty pound deer or something giant. like that. And she made her co- or he made her come out there and drag that thing out. <laughs> and then just the way he'd tell stories, I mean you'd have a deer like this. And he'd be telling you about it, and I swear to God, he would say it was like this. <laughs> and every time, like, if his head was close to his hands, it was like this, and as his head <laughs> went back, it would just go like this, like, in proportion yeah, to how far his my head My favorite. So the way that property, we, the property we used to hunt growing up with a cabin, there was an old dirt road that goes through the middle of it, and you can kind of, like, where some of the stands are set up, everyone, you could kind of see that road going through the middle, and we got set up. It was like me, you, Uncle Terry, and all whoever else. And then, like, an hour later, Grandpa comes strolling by on the four wheel. Like, we're all texting back. We're like, what is he doing? What's this old bastard doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and then he goes, four wheeler shuts off. This what? is opening day. Yeah, opening. Is it opening, opening day? day. Yeah, it's like, first sit of the year. Yeah, it's like, what, half hour later, 45 minutes later, right before, like, it's like, you know. So like 45 minutes before yeah. it gets too dark. He comes driving back. We're like, what is he doing? <laughs> so we all get back to the house, and he's sitting there, legs crossed, smoking a cigarette. He goes, what do you guys get? <laughs> <laughs> you going to go get my deer out of the woods? <laughs> Shot just like – it was bigger than anything in here. Went out, sh- sat for like a half hour, shot one, ran 10 yards. He booked it back and just sat and waited for us to go get it. Dude, it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so funny. We were all just like cussing him back and forth. Like, why is he leaving an hour late, leaving right before prime time? He's losing it. <laughs> Nope, just shot one. No, just actually is so efficient that <laughs> yeah, like, he's just he like, I'm Oh, he actually knows how to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> or there's, I mean, so when you're asking how we got into hunting, um, so when I started, I don't know if I could hit you from here with a bow. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a, a couple of times. One, 
I really remember. He set me up in this spot, which I wish now I would have taken more time to learn from him. He was so busy trying to get me to kill a deer, which I yep. just could not do. <laughs> I mean, this doe comes out at like 20 yards. And when I started, I didn't range. It was either there too far or close enough. So this thing came out, shot, completely missed. She did a loop, shot again, completely missed again. She ran out one more time mister and then later he comes to it must have been a morning hunt and my grandpa comes walking out he picks up an arrow comes again picks up another arrow walks by my third one he goes you shoot at one i said yeah i just missed her twice <laughs> and i never went and got that third arrow because i was too embarrassed to tell him <laughs> that's pretty How about, great tell him about the first deer you ever shot the pin oh, cushion. Oh yeah. <laughs> the pin cushion. Oh well. yeah. Oh that so poor I'm sitting there. <laughs> Set me up in these pine trees. Like deer are gonna come right here. I'm like, sweet. This <laughs> doe comes. She must be ten yards. She's comes up shaking like a leaf. Confident in this <laughs> yeah. one. Oh yeah. And this deer comes out. She's ten yards facing me directly, and I pull back. I have like a five pin. All five pins are covering her up. She puts her head down like this. And I get her right here, right between the shoulder blades. I'm freaking out. And I'm texting everyone. Like, I got a deer down. They're like, okay, just sit and wait. I'm like, nope. Get down from my tree. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not waiting. The smoked one. I never paid attention after I shot. I just shot. Saw I hit it. Saw, thought I assumed I hit it, which I did. She bounded like 10 yards. She's sitting there out like she's kicking. She's alive. So mm -hmm. I knock another arrow, shoot, get her in one leg, <laughs> knock another arrow, miss, get another one in, smoke her again in the shoulder. <laughs> one more, got her in the heart, finally got her. We were all so you really done. were struggling to shoot at that point in oh, your yeah. career. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. I've came a long way. <laughs> oh, we've shot our bull a lot since then. Yeah, well, I, yeah I struggled. Well, the first buck, I remember I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time. Buck's coming. We're in this weird platform stand, and she's sitting right next to me, and this little six-pointer's coming. And it's coming right underneath us, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot. And as I'm doing this, my broadhead is just digging right into her arm. Like, <laughs> and she, like she's sitting there, like, trying not to cry. My girlfriend and, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She left him we literally are, that night. We are no longer speaking. <laughs> and, and the, yeah, I look down, my broadhead's just like this. She's just biting her lip, like, oh, trying not to make noise because this deer's here. This thing's six yards. Six yards. Pull back, and I shoot like three feet under it. <laughs> bad yeah no i couldn't <laughs> kill nothing i mean i was not good also probably didn't put quite the time into it that you should have no i didn't and then after college things kind of just yeah then flipped. i got crazy obsessed yeah that's i mean i feel like that's pretty common like intro to hunting story though i mean get into it have some in, you know have some influence from grandpa or dad or something or both and you know it's pretty similar really to like what happened to me like i started bow hunting because that's what my dad did but both my grandpas hunted they were always talking about it and i was always just fascinated by it and then my dad was spending more time bow hunting so i just you know was dying to be able to 
go bow hunting and I eventually could draw 40 pounds which was the legal limit in Ohio and like it took me forever because when I was young I was super small super skinny little kid like it didn't it didn't look like I was going to end up at the size I am. Not that I'm a, but like I'm pretty average size now, but it was like I was tiny when I was a kid. So it took me forever, even though I wanted to really bad. But yeah, bow hunting, I got into it because of my dad. But then, like I said, both my grandpas always hunted gun and, you know, they had a um, good gauge on what was going on just because they both drove around a lot. Like big drivers, you know, drive around glass and learned a lot of that stuff from my grandpa's and my grandpa Farinball, my dad's dad done a lot of driving around with him and like honestly it's a tactic that I still use all the time like driving around like that and he got me obsessed with that my other grandpa got me into guns and stuff like that and then my dad got me into bow hunting and Keith your dad is just an all-around hunter too (laughs) yeah I did more fishing actually growing up did a lot of fishing with dad and then shot my first deer when I was like 11 or something youth season my first hunt ever just like went out with dad for youth season and the doe just walked out to like 60 yards at like 20 minutes into the hunt and just shot her well aren't you lucky well this (laughs) is easy not supposed to be that easy all the time and you hit her oh i know yeah that that didn't happen to me when i was at it but i feel like (laughs) i don't know i feel like that's part of your obsession too though is because you've had so many like Good experiences, but pretty shitty experiences at the same time. <laughs> yeah. like, the, like, I'd call them learning experiences, but I think yeah. that's part of the reason why you are the way you are now, just because. And you know, I mean, obviously, we're successful, too, a lot of times, but, I mean, there's been a lot less success than probably. Oh, yeah, a lot less success. But <laughs> you guys have talked a little bit about it, but I'm curious, too bear hunting what how like how did you get into that and what you know oh, does that well, look like for you guys i well what happened to me first was i had a bear crawl up my tree when i was deer hunting one time i was like that could be cool and it was happened to be bear season but it took me again like i so you have to bait or well, you don't have to bait but everyone baits around yeah. here so i started and then i kind of branched off because i obviously wasn't very successful whitetail hunter so yeah, I mean, bear. that's kind of – you shot a, a bear before you shot a buck with your bow. Mm-hmm. I just kind of been branching off. Like, I got into bear hunting just because – my uncle did it. I never did it with him, but he talked about it, and I was super interested in it. So, got into that, was successful with that. And now I've just been – every year I've been – like, I've now done mule deer, elk. Mm-hmm. Now, next year, I'd like to do some antelope. I just keep trying to expand, and bear was, like, the easiest one here because there's mm-hmm. another season. Right, you can – when is that here? It's early? It's September like September 1st, yeah, yeah. until mid-October. Oct- yeah, middle of October. Mm-hmm. When you do that every year. Yeah, this was the first year we even got one in – Four years? Four years, yeah. <laughs> it, it It's really weather-dependent. Not as much hot and cold, but just how the – more acorns. natural food. Yeah, man. natural food. The berries crop was good this year. The acorns are good. So, I mean, it, it makes it tough. And when you got they don't have us. Full-time jobs, it's really hard to stay on top of your baits and all that. So, have stuff. you started doing it with him as well? Yeah, I shot a, my first bear last year when you were out west. I've, I, I've shot in a bear and two deer while you've been out west. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we thing. pretty much always and hunt now, together if you can. Yeah. And, now, <laughs> and now I'm now we're just both going on lists together all the time because yeah. we're pretty much inseparable now <laughs> as it comes to hunting. So That's cool. Yeah, and I, I have like to show him the ropes out west, though. We got on him, though. Yeah. We got on him. <laughs> No, the, I the the out west thing like it's like culture shock mm-hmm. when, when you're hunting flatland <laughs> year after year, whitetails like I grew up hunting whitetails. That's it, mm-hmm. like that's all I did. And then we go out west, and it's like you completely throw everything out that you know. Yeah, basically, and it's just like throw your stand in the garbage and <laughs> <laughs> get some good boots because we're going. We're going scooting, huffing. buddy. Oh, yeah. And uh, that part of it is just, like, it's so fun. And, like, the glassing side of it. Like, out here, obviously, you can glass, but a lot of it's open fields, hard edges, stuff yeah. like that. Like, out there, like, I enjoy glassing just as much as I did hunting. Oh, yeah. Out west. Well, I, I just, I love finding the whatever deer, elk, whatever you're after. Yeah, don't get I, so I, bored. Man, it's I'm just pretty so obsessed fun. with glassing. It's like, so fun. Yeah, I like it more than I like. I will... I would sit in class for like days, even for whitetail, before I would choose to go set up and just like be in a little spot where I can't see anything. I love glassing. Yeah, I been, just been getting on my truck recently. I just realized, kind of stupidly, that I should have been doing this for a long time now. But you can get up on that tent I have on my truck, and you can see a hell of a lot longer than you can yeah. when you're. In took you this long to figure that out, huh? Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> you get up higher, you'll be higher to see. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. It, it's it, like getting on a ladder. It, it well, I know, and it it's pretty stupid because the first buck that I saw doing it was here on your guys's land. <laughs> I'm just like standing up there talking to my dad on the phone. I'm just standing on top of my truck, walking like walking on top, looking around 360, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, Dad, there's a buck. And he's like, you need me to call you back? And I'm just like, no, no, I should be able to talk. And then, like, two seconds later, it's just like, no, I'm too distracted. I got to go. <laughs> but um, I think that glassing's a lot of fun. So I definitely am on, on your side on that. Um, before we go into Western stuff, though, I want to ask a few more things about, like, this area. One thing that is fascinating as well is the wolf. There are wolves everywhere here. You guys have been showing us pictures of trail camera pictures you've been we've been driving down the road looking for deer tracks and seeing probably as many wolf tracks as we're seeing deer tracks and it's just really interesting because you know it's just not really something that i've ever dealt with i want to hear your guys's thoughts experiences uh good bad anything i'm just curious about it because i think it's always interesting to hear the take on wolves well like for we haven't really had the problem with them until we started hunting around here. Uh-huh. Like I was telling you the story where there's a pack of them uh-huh. between us and the pickup. and Were they howling? Like, they were howling a whole pack of yeah. them, but like right next to us. And <laughs> right, we had to go through them to get to, back to the vehicle. <laughs> My cool. wife actually thought I died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think people get the wrong perspect- or like perception on wolves, though, because, I mean – we get wolves on camera what once a week at least and there's there's deer following them five minutes later like i they just coexist up here i think everybody thinks that they're so i mean obviously they're tough on a deer deer population but really there's not a shortage of deer well well, it's like but i mean they're not they're not 
it's not making it go making them go extinct necessarily yeah because i feel like some people like i've heard people say in the past well we got wolves out there so the hunting's like there's no deer it's like yeah i don't I, there was probably not many deer out there to begin with <laughs> yeah. if that's the case i really truly believe that yeah. because until we've hunted up here like you said it was and we were kind of like thinking that too like we got wolves up here we're screwed like but now that you know obviously we have some food sources and stuff for them too which the deer definitely around, act different here though i know it's they're finicky, more much more finicky. and i don't think it's from the people pressure i think it's from living with the wolves because they just are that. constantly like jumping back into cover for like no reason and then yeah. coming back out and open like country like, windy too yeah. i see that a lot just in general it's like it's harder to stay i mean mm-hmm. think about it if you were trying to stay away from any predator if the wind's blowing, it would freak you out a lot. It's yeah. really windy out here just because it's so flat. I mean, I think that has a big factor of it as well. Yeah. I mean, not to say that the wolves aren't a factor. I, I've always, like, thought wolves are cool. I mean, my opinion on wolves is, is I think, just like anything, got to manage it. I mean. That's the only thing unfortunate around yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. manage it at all. I yeah. mean, it would, it would be nice. I mean. It'd be fun as hell if you yeah. get a wolf tag. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be super fun. Like. Especially if you could do it where you could track them or something like that. I would love to do that. Be awesome. But yeah, I think one I mean, day maybe. Yeah, not yeah. that you have to give everyone a tag over the counter or something. But right. if they could lottery a couple, you know, a few off per zone. Per well, I think I think whatever. just being realistic with it, like management expectations. I think that's what, as hunters, what we all really want, right? I don't. I mean, there are pros to having wolves. There's cons to having wolves. Yep. But find the that big, balance and yeah, stay there. exactly and I, I think that that's just my opinion on wolves and i i think that when i've talked to you, a lot of people that you know have lived in states or live in states where there are wolves you know there's mixed there's a lot of mixed reviews but for the most part it's like yeah i mean i think to have them and let them coexist with the other animals that we like to hunt that's good, except for you got to manage it. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just, I don't know. Exactly. I, I would be curious to see. And I think, you know, there's also a lot of controversy, too, in a lot of different states of like, well, the DNR hasn't said that they were wolves here until really recently, but we've been seeing them for, you know, years and years. And, you know, you hear a lot of that talk. And like, it is a touchy subject, but it's just one that I think is, I don't know, kind of an interesting one because there's so many varying opinions on it. Now, I've also... This is the first time I've hunted in wolf country. I'm pretty sure we saw one the like first night that oh, we were in here. Oh, for sure did. I'm yeah. sure we've seen it's them just, out here. They're they're uh, they're their tracks the are literally all over the road, yeah, dude. Like it's so insane. We're driving down the road, rolling slow, looking for deer tracks, and it's just like, ooh, there's a big old wolf track, <laughs> and like there'll just be a line of them. Like you can tell they were just following each other, like in a pack down the road. Like, and they're out in the daylight. A lot. Yeah. I mean, w- you had one on camera at 9.30 yesterday morning. Two of them. Mm-hmm. Or two mornings. Two or three, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, uh, they're visible if you try. I mean, if you look for them, you'll find them, I yeah. think. But Can I have a side note? Uh-huh. I want you to explain to everyone how um, predators out in the woods can't hurt you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, okay. <laughs> yes. So, my mentality is when I'm hunting in an area where there's scary animals is 
Other than Grizzlies, like can you I've, define scary for me? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That nothing looks scarier than you, <laughs> dude. You get that face paint on you, and that hair hasn't been washed for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> like, it's dude, freaky. you're freaking <laughs> creepy looking. <laughs> and you get that look dude, in your eye, dude. That yeah. picture that the one, yeah, that, that one l- picture that you sent. The, the Happy day. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard when you sent that. Because we were talking about it last night, too. Like, as I was editing it, I was just like, this is hilarious. I can't really tell why. And the deer decoy, for some reason, you zoom in on its face. It looks so surprised. Basically, what what we're talking about is, is we took a group picture with the buck that Mitch shot last night. And it's a in the dark so we set it up to where there's some lights a little bit of light on us so you can see what's going on and between like some shadows and my face paint and just overall (laughs) dirt on my face in general and my facial hair that's getting (laughs) just so weird like it's it's kind of a mustache but kind of just like overgrown all over the place between all those factors, I look so weird. It's so <laughs> hilarious. And Mitch just took a really zoomed in screenshot of the picture and it's hilarious. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be floating around on social media here soon. So <laughs> yeah, enjoy, hope, you'll enjoy so. it. You'll get the chance to enjoy it. Uh-oh. It's just so so ridiculous. But yeah, we're kind of in that grunge stage where it's like how many days can we go without yeah, a shower? Yeah, we've been offered. Yeah, we offered you guys. Oh, it's not a lack. I don't want to hear you. It's punishment. It's if we can't kill one, we gotta punish ourselves. Just rolling with it. Feel like you hunt better once you get into that flow state. Once you are like once you're just grimy. Yeah. Look and smell like an animal. Yeah. I mean pretty much are. Oh, okay. So back to the back to the hunting with predators. Yeah. So this I feel like this hunt describes it well so we went to florida a few years ago to start turkey hunting and we were hunting right alongside of alligators and lots of snakes like water moccasins and rattlesnakes and pythons are out there and just in general it's kind of a spooky place you know there's a lot of sounds a lot of water a lot of walking in knee-deep water and you know being and some just stuff that you've never probably been in before. And I could tell I could tell that Jake and Ted didn't like it. I didn't like it either. But I also knew that if all three of us didn't like it, that we were never going to go anywhere. We were just <laughs> never going to get out of the truck, you know. So I just started being like, you know, talking a big game where I'm like acting like I'm not afraid. But then it's like, well, if you keep that mentality at all times. And like obviously you can't be stupid. Like you don't want to just like – Jumping an alligator's mouth and try to wrestle it or whatever. Or <laughs> advice. Can that be the title of this? Like, yeah. Don't jump an alligator's mouth. Yes. <laughs> don't, you know, don't fool around with poisonous snakes, whatever. Like, you, you can't be stupid. And, like, watch your step, obviously. But at the same time, you know, if you're wanting to go hunting and you're worried about snakes or alligators or bears or mountain lions or what wolves, coyotes, whatever, like, whatever it may be, you know, there's videos all the time popping up bobcats running up people's legs it's like i mean you let that stuff bother you too much and you'll never go now i'll also say i hunt with a partner pretty much all the time so that makes it a lot easier for me too but it's like my thought is is most of these animals are afraid of you more than you are afraid of them well 
I don't know about that, but at least equally, right? So if you were to see a bear in the woods, I think for the most part, if you're a black bear, not a grizzly, I think for the most part, if you've got your weapon with you and you're super loud and you're intimidating to it, nine times out of ten, you're going to spook the thing away. And I think that that's all that, like, my mentality of it is, is I just got to, if I see something like that that scares me, instead of being afraid and, like, running or whatever, like, just get loud, get aggressive, don't say, hey, bear, (laughs) hey, bear, (laughs) I'm talking scream your lungs out, you know, like, get to the top of your lungs and just scream at that thing, let it know, hey, I'm not backing down. But on the other hand, if you're timid and everything, well, they have every advantage on you. Like, yeah. you see a lot of these videos these popping up the mountain lions coming in. The guy's got the gun, and they're like, stay back, cat. <laughs> <laughs> this was a video That's, that sparked it. I thought it was hilarious. He's like, I, I ain't scared of that. I just got to yell really loud. Things ain't going to come at me. I mean, but that, that gunshot didn't scare the cat, but my voice came. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, why let it get to that point, you know? Like, why let it get to, to where it's now 10 yards away, and you're just – like that thing doesn't know that you're holding the gun at it when it's been, and you're going stay back cat you know like scream at it like uh, way earlier than the getting to that point right i mean am i crazy for no, thinking no, that no, I just think, I just it's really funny to me well i just think that you know i don't know i'm not saying that that stuff doesn't like also freak me out i'm just saying if you go into it with this mentality of like i'm tough <laughs> My heart heart rate started getting elevated on those moose the other day. Yeah, that scared me. I don't like that. Did you start hearing them crunch around you? And it's just like these things like might just be on top of us. It was a bull chasing a cow Uh too, wasn't it? Really? Probably the worst situation. (laughs) Did you? Sweet. Yeah, and then we saw the same group. What? Yeah, yeah, a couple days ago, ago, two ago. Do they look healthy? I think so. Good. They're sounding like this. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so there you go. That's what, <laughs> that's what a moose sounds like. <laughs> we looked back. So here's these moose running across cattails. Like, just looking like, you know, you're expecting to, like, maybe see a deer's tine, you know, 40 yards away. Here's this moose. 300 yards away running across the cattail <laughs> just see, like, making it body up yeah and like making it look like it is the biggest piece of cake you'd ever like going like 30 miles an hour <laughs> through the cattails scary like it looks like a truck moving through there <laughs> so cow goes through calf goes through and the bull comes through and then you hear him chasing in the cattails coming right towards us and it was like we got to get off this trail. <laughs> so we bailed off the trail and kind of tucked away. And they went off to our right and they kind of circled out and around. It's like, okay. So they do a lot of the vocalization over there and probably, I don't know, 10 minutes later, it was kind of just like. I heard some twigs cracking and stuff like closer by. We so just turned around. It's just like, oh my God, they're right here. <laughs> like, How close like, did you guys get to? I think they're 40. 30? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, probably 30. Probably 30. Yeah. And they were going out of the alder thicket, like, kind of quartered away from us. And they were straight downwind of us. Like, they just, they don't care. You had your ozonics. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Hold it above your head like Yeah, this. you guys see where now we've got that mount that goes kind of off our shoulder, so it yeah. just lays ozone <laughs> on us at all times. 
Could you imagine? Could you, you should do that. <laughs> just like ins- instead of like one of those 360 camera arms, you know, you've seen those just things. Ozonics. You've just got the ozonics <laughs> hanging over you at all times. <laughs> Inhaling ozone for an entire hunt. Been there. <laughs> Had some blind hunts back in the day where I was a cameraman where Breathing, breathing a little bit too much ozone for me to have any interest in using one ever again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like starts to make you feel not not good. so yeah. good. Yeah, it has that like weird plasticky smell, <laughs> but it confuses this deer boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you guys have anything else to add about uh, your guys's hunting situation up here in the great state of Minnesota? Oh. Anything else that comes to mind that m- makes you think that this is this is unique. There's a lot of opportunity here, which is yeah. cool. There's a, tons of public land, tons yeah. of deer, other turkeys. I mean, you saw how many turkeys out here. Mm-hmm. Diverse public. You guys, lands you guys too, cool. like hunting turkeys? Well, you, guys you guys do enjoy. Do that? you guys hunt turkeys? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so, or what do you guys do in the spring? I don't. <laughs> did we talk about this on the last podcast? I don't even want to get you into turkey hunting right now. I no, no, we don't want to. No, I just want to tell this. This tell it, it was story. funny because it was like the first day that Keith was here. I think. Yeah. And we're talking to Mitch out in the in the yard shooting bows, and we start talking about how people down south really like turkey hunting. And we start going like into detail about that, and then next thing you know, we're like, "And anyway, the only reason that we shot that turkey was because of blah blah blah." And like whatever the conversation went on, we go our separate ways for the rest of the day. And Keith and I are in the truck driving around, and I just start thinking about it, and I'm like, "How ironic is it that we talked about how much Southerners <laughs> like turkey hunting yet?" We couldn't stop talking about turkey hunting. So it's just like, yeah, anyway, people down south are really into turkey hunting. But the only reason that we killed that turkey is because we took that nap that day. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what? We are the southerners to these guys. Because, like, yeah. here we are, like, about as far north as you can go. And, and we're certainly the southerners <laughs> that are really into turkey hunting. So yeah. it's just funny. It's so funny and uh just ironic that we started saying that and then ever since then it's just been our inside joke it's like if it's just, if, if we were hunting turkeys here we'd be have, we'd have figured them out because us southerners were into turkey hunting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one of the things that we talked about the other night was difference in antlers well i think we were talking about it last night so this buck that you just shot mitch had real white antlers but then even this buck sitting here has got a different color to him he's got very dark antlers and we saw what split i mean he had split split antlers like a four four point maybe a two point a couple nights ago or mornings ago and he was like as chocolate antlered as it gets so kind of what you expect uh minnesota buck i guess like when i think of minnesota or like canada deer North Dakota deer sometimes, you think of those really dark racked bucks. Tate, you said a few things about your thoughts on it. So I've heard other people talk about like the difference in color of antlers and I'm just curious on what, what you see. Yeah, I don't I think I think some of it's just what they're shedding their velvet on or what they're making rubs on and stuff like that. I mean it could be 
I don't know if you get what your guys' thoughts on if some of it's nutrition or what they're eating too, maybe. Yeah. Um, genetics, but I don't know. I see. I feel like in certain areas, depending on what type of hard timbers they're, what they're shedding velvet on, what they're making their rubs on, I think definitely definitely well, like, makes a difference. I'm obviously no biologist, but like those bucks where we shot that one yesterday. Like, that one shot there, too. There's some more in here that are shot there. They're all typically that white antler. And, like, that one, that that's dark antler. Yep. When do you, I don't know if it's them farm dark. country bucks seem to have whiter antlers. I, I don't know why. I think different stuff. I think, yeah. like, I think what you said is, is kind of interesting. And I'd be curious if uh, – I'm sure people have a better answer than – I know. know they have a better answer yeah. than yeah. me, but I just feel like – it, it seems like there is a trend there that depending on around here they're darker mm -hmm. like this area and these swampier mm -hmm. not as much they're not eating as much egg i don't know another thing that i've heard is sunlight like a buck in open country of like let's say south dakota north dakota where they're laying in the sun a lot they get those Make bleached antlers kind of interesting maybe ask a biologist and not us probably <laughs> but I, I i just think it's cool because you can be you know just a few miles away like where you shot that buck in the farm country stuff is not terribly far from here it's no. it's just you know like you got one buck that has completely different antler color completely different i'm talking these are like everybody's seen pictures of north woods bucks like some of these deer have that super, super dark antler, and some of them just have bright white antlers. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I mean, I don't know that there's many places in the country that have that so close to each other. Really? Like, you know, one deer to the next may not have it. I, yeah. I don't think there is, no. Because, like, we hunt in a lot of places in Ohio where you would have a more darker antler. Not maybe as dark as here, but darker like this, I would say. Yeah, like that. That's a, like a southern Ohio. But then like central Ohio stuff, though, you'll get those farm. just like bleach white ones yeah. that you'll see. More yeah. of the farm country stuff. Uh -huh. But it's it's just interesting to see um, the difference in the antler color, really. And the antler shape and everything is just, I mean, here, there's just got so many bucks. You guys showed us so many pictures of s such dark antlers and dude. You talk about like the dream Minnesota buck. I'll, I mean, glad I'll gladly take a white antler. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to shoot one of those dark antler yeah, things. Like, pretty. oh, they're so cool looking. And it's just, you know, as I've fantasized about hunting Minnesota for so long, that's kind of like the dream buck is that big dark antler. Like, that's short time, one, like yeah. Canadian, Canada short time, field. massive, kind of wide. Kinda wide. Yeah. Scores about 120, but he's 370. What do you think yeah, about the you, size? Yeah, of these the size. Gear? Of the oh, that's that's the body size. That's the crazy thing too. Like we got up to that buck yesterday, and I'm just like, dude, what is this thing? Just that thing so was a much body to him. So much body. No matter what angle you looked at him, it's just like that thing is huge. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And the does that we've been yeah, seeing. Yeah, I mean, you'll see a doe and be like, big buck, dude, big buck. <laughs> just like a doe and a fawn. And the doe's chest is just like. Yeah, there's some like 14-year-old Oh, yeah, I can't here. even like, imagine. Can't even imagine. And like we're finding these beds. So with a big deer, believe it or not, comes a big bed. 
And there's times where we're just sitting there and we're like, is this a big whitetail buck bed or is this a moose bed? And like, (laughs) then you're looking at, yeah, or a wolf bed or, or is this a doe bed or a big buck bed? Like you're just looking at these beds and they're all so huge. And you know, it's pretty crazy to see. Such huge beds, so I would love to be a mouse in the corner sometimes when you guys are just like sitting there, like contemplating what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. I just oh, would love to. How be about a- how about a rub that's like, could a deer even get his head up that high? It's like, or is this definitely <laughs> or a moose? You guys or trying to figure how old it is or something? You know, Keith, <laughs> you think this was like this morning, or was it like 24 hours from now? It's more just wh- like when do you think it was? <laughs> Dude, this could have been like right. oh man get down get down get down this scrape could have been like right now (laughs) so dumb yeah there's a lot of contemplating about are we going too far far, (laughs) a lot of indecision out there that's that's like the thing that i feel like is a big struggle when you're on a you know travel trip like this is just knowing if you've gone too far or not. And I th- feel like early we were not worried about it. And now, and we're not worried about it too much now. It's just it, we, we've kind of been on a dry spell, so we're questioning everything a little bit too much. And I think that's a tough place to be. And I think just continuing to be aggressive is going to be yeah, kind of the I, final play here. I mean, you talk, listen to your podcast too. I mean, you preach to just stay aggressive, you know. And I think – kind of just take your own word for it i think you guys will be successful yeah well here's the final wrap on our day and something that i learned from for sure so this morning keith and i decided we were going to take a much more aggressive approach into a bedding area that we had kind of scouted quite a few days ago now and we went in there and we came into it from a different angle different wind and we thought we were kind of getting into the center of it well Turns out the center of it was much closer to the edge. The hard edge was just thick cover, bedding cover to um, an open field where they're feeding. And we knew they were feeding in this field because we've been seeing them come out in this field. And I think what was the most interesting part is we thought we were getting in the center. We thought we were doing the right thing by being aggressive, but then we didn't even run into any deer until like late in the morning when we had basically made it all the way through the bedding area and were as close to the field as you could possibly be. It's like 1030 or something at that yeah. point. Yeah. And like usually hunting public land, we don't find that super frequently, but in this particular spot, which is the only spot we're finding deer bedding super close to the field so then we turn around and we bump like four deer at least i think probably four Mm -hmm. only confirmed that a couple were does can't be sure uh one way or another but we got in there and bumped these deer and it's like man like do you do you wait a couple days to come back we've now like really confirmed because we bumped deer out of the same spot multiple times but then tonight we went and drove around that piece and sure enough right there at last light more deer coming back up out of that bedding area and it's like well we didn't run them out of there so even though we spooked deer we still saw more deer than we spooked in the field coming from the bedding area that we're planning on hunting so really what it comes down to now today's the last day of october going into november 
those are going to be the key. High concentrations of deer this time of year is when it's really important, I think, to just start diving into those places. And now, with limited time before rifle season, that's what we're going to do, and hopefully that'll change our luck. I mean, we definitely have a long list of places that we can hunt, so it's time to start getting ultra-aggressive. And if we start seeing good action, probably just stick with it, you know. If we start seeing buck movement consistently, we're still trying to find that. It feels like, you know, we've dabbled in the edges of it a couple times, but it's like we really are still looking for that spot where things have kind of opened up. You're, find, you're seeing bucks chasing does. You're actually seeing, you know, rutting behavior. I feel like it's time to get where those does are, and it's probably going to start playing out here real soon. So, I don't know. Moving forward, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to get after it here for four more days, and then that's it. Right? Four more? Yeah. Son! Thursday, Friday. Get jacked up, boys. Yeah. Pretty jacked Game up. Game time. We better go to sleep, though. Thanks for sitting down and talking yeah. with those guys. You guys I are know. awesome, mm-hmm. man. This has been fun. Yeah. I, Great. I think it's important to point out, too, like, these guys just basically reached out and were like, hey, we've got this place. You're welcome to stay here forever in the area. I can send you the coordinates if you want. And I was just like, man. Send me the coordinates. I'll see if it's close to anything that I've like looked at before on the map. Because I've had a loose plan of hunting Minnesota for a long time. Mitch sent the coordinates and I punched it in. It's just like, yeah, well, I'll keep I'll keep Mitch's number. So I keep Mitch's <laughs> number and then sure enough, like just not that much longer and end up deciding that we're gonna hunt Minnesota. Hit him up and they've been like very kind to let us stay here and just make this little cabin our home for the last while been a long time yeah a minute. i was editing here before i was hunting so it's been like probably close to two weeks now I think so it's been mm-hmm. longer than that i just yeah. did the math and it's i've been 12 days no shower so nice yeah so you've yeah. probably been here for two weeks then yeah it's Gross. kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just like we need the what's need it like getting that hair washed up? Oh, uh, it's a it's terrible. I that's Oof. why I don't do it. I keep avoiding it because I I just need to get a lot You're of it cut off. Soon. I know I need to get a lot of it cut off because it's getting it's just getting all knotted up and frizzy. <laughs> and I think it's time to just cut some of it off and kind of restart a little bit because <laughs> that color change is just uh, sun bleached hair. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. So it kind of knots up pretty good, but yeah, I think that, uh, the other reason that, that this is cool is we get to hang out pretty much every day, you yeah. know, yeah. hang out, really talk, cool. you know, tell hunting stories, tell you guys what happened. And like, otherwise it would just be Keith and I camping out somewhere, which we like doing too, but having you guys around and like making new friends, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at the past five years of thp one of the coolest things is as we've traveled around we've met different people along the way or had you know people that like i'd done podcasts with people before and it's like hey we're coming coming into your area and you know and they're super friendly like land and mississippi we stayed with him and you know you start looking at all these connections that you have when you travel to hunt if yeah, you know, you're friendly with people and you, you know, talk to people, go, go out of your way. Even like in the North Dakota videos, we talked about the guy that, um, we met at the diner. Like that's just completely organic conversation that leads right. to, you know, a friendship. So you start doing that and then 
your your long list of friends across the country begins to build and i think that that's like you know, you're talking about hunting and wh- what, that's what it's all about yeah man, man it's I like mean, what is important and it's like how about all the friendships that i have like all the people that i'm snapchatting or sending text messages to throughout the hunting season like nice job you know that's sweet looks like you're having a good season whatever like that stuff is is fun and when you meet back up with those people having those conversations and pick up right where you left off is pretty special and glad to have met you guys and like created this lifelong friendship yeah, honestly sure. yeah, yeah no it's, it's been, been crazy yeah <laughs> we got some yesterday like we have expectations people and i thought zach was gonna be cool <laughs> 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 yeah i don't know it's, it's just not true he's a pretty good guy <laughs> Keith, you're cool, sick as Zach. <laughs> won't, no, leave, uh, won't kill a buck. I'm trying to show him how to sh- hunt deer. <laughs> he, he talks too much, dude. Yeah. He gets way too into his stories, and then he gets sidetracked. And you like exa- you act exactly how you look. <laughs> I feel. Is that a good explanation? Like Tarzan? Yeah. Like I don't know. It's it's great though. You guys have been awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been. Blast. I don't know. You kind of like for us. I mean, obviously, we watch you guys, and we're like, holy crap, we want to be them guys. But you actually meet you, and you're. You mean you guys like are meeting just a like friend, us. like yeah, an yeah, old yeah. friend. It wasn't like yeah. meeting. Yeah, you're not very cool. At no but point like has nice this been awkward <laughs> at all. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I was telling my buddies on the phone too. It's just like yeah. I mean. We got new friends. Like these, these guys are like very fun to hang out with. So yeah, no, we're definitely gonna are. definitely gonna hunt with you guys in the future. It's a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Oh, it's been a blast. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one.